Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. Today we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 21. And I'm going to start in verse 20. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against the people. They will fall by the sword and they will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until... The time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Wow, that's a lot to take in on a Wednesday morning. A lot of uh, doom and gloom and things falling apart all around uh, you in this passage. Um, It's an interesting passage because in some ways uh, it it is pointing towards the second coming of Jesus, obviously. It says you'll see the sun coming in the clouds. But in other ways, the passage is really talking about events that tended to happen Um, in AD 70 when Rome burned Jerusalem. And so it's kind of this really ambiguous passage. It's almost like jumping back and forth between the second coming and maybe maybe it is that the original writers thought that would be the second coming uh, when all this destruction comes in on Jerusalem and they had heard Jesus' words and so they, Jesus speaking these words and so then they thought, well, perhaps this is when Jesus is talking about. There's there's always some ambiguity when talking about the end of the world. And I, I think that's one of the things I've been hearing lately is people are talking about the end of the world, especially to us pastors. Is is this the end of the world as we know it? Um, and the question I would have for or the answer I would have for you is I don't know. And no one knows. Uh, we Nazarenes, we like to call ourselves uh, pan-millennialists. There's pr- Premillennialists and some understandings of the end of the world, postmillennialists. We call ourselves pan-millennialists. It's all going to pan out in the end. Uh, we don't really know uh, when the end of the world will come. 
And I think sometimes we get caught up in our own time and think that this is so unlike any other time. It's a little bit of our narcissism. And so I, I've heard people talking a lot about the end of the world these days because there's a lot of stuff going on that seems bad. But the truth is there have been times like this all throughout human history. There have been plagues before. Uh, there have been, the, you know, the bubonic plague. We talk about all these things in our history, and, and we forget that those things were actually happening to real people like us. Uh, there has been civil unrest like we're seeing now. There has been revolution. There have been violent takeovers of nations all throughout history. And so while we want to feel special sometimes, I think, I think we need to understand that part of living in this world is that there are turbulent times. And yes, at any moment, Jesus could return. And Jesus says to keep you know, our eyes open because when the signs of the times uh, begin to indicate some things, then, then we should always be ready. Um, we should always be ready uh, to receive Jesus. But what Henry Nouwen is going to get at today is that even in the midst of some of the worst things that we will ever see, there is a sense of hope in the Christian life. There is hope in Christ. And uh, that even while we see things that we, we're distressed about them and we want to get involved and we want to change the way the world is moving. As Christians, we want to be part of God's redemption. We want to be part of the new creation. We can still have peace in the midst of it. And that's what he gets to today. It's called, We Are a People of Hope. The state of the world suggests to me the urgent need for spirituality that takes the end things very seriously, but not a spirituality of withdrawal. So not a spirituality where we just withdraw from the world because it's about to end, is what he's saying. Nor a blindness to the powers of the world, but a spirituality that allows us to live in this world without belonging to it. A spirituality that allows us to take the joy and the peace of the divine life, even when we're surrounded by the powers and principalities of evil, death, and destruction. I wonder if a spirituality of liberation does not need to be deepened by a spirituality of exile or captivity. I wonder if a spirituality that focuses on the alleviation of poverty should not be deepened by a spirituality that allows people to continue their lives when their poverty only increases. I wonder if a spirituality that encourages peacemaking should not be deepened by a spirituality that allows us to remain faithful when the only things we see are dying children, burning houses, and the total destruction of our civilization. So he's getting into this idea that even in the midst of all the pain and the brokenness in the world, there can be this deeper relationship that we have with God where we can continue to have hope even in the midst of all of these horrible things that we often see in the world. He says this, May God prevent any of these horrors from taking place. May we do all that is possible to prevent them, but may we never lose our faith when great misery descends on the land and wrath on this people, when there are signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and when nations are in agony, bewildered by the clamor of the oceans and its waves. And that's part of this Luke passage we just read. I pray that we will not be swept away by our own curiosity, sensationalism, oh, there's a lot of that going around today, and panic, but remain attentive to him who comes and will say, come you whom my father has blessed, 
Take your heritage, the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the world. So I think what Henry Nouwen's getting at, and I think what we're called to as the people of God, is this idea that while we don't just give up on the world and decide we're not going to enter into any of the pain because, um, because it's just too much to bear for us, um, we can live in the world amidst all the suffering and pain, and we can do our part to be peacemakers and those who bring about new life and hope in other people's lives. But underneath and underlying all that, I think the only way we can do that is by having this connection to the triune God, to the God of the universe, that underneath it all, we actually do find peace even in the midst of the turmoil. We actually do find healing even in the midst of pain. We actually do find that God is more than enough, even if maybe we're going hungry, Um, that there is something that runs deeper than the problems of this world. There is this connection to the God who will make it all right in the end, who will restore, who who will uh, bring healing, who will bring new life and new creation all over the world. And so even as we await that day, we can live today trusting in that God and have hope even in the midst of all the craziness. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Before we get into our morning meditation today, I just wanted to let you know that until Wednesday, July 22nd, this Wednesday, my book, Creating Sacred Spaces, Learning the Art of Bonsai in an Amazon World, is free on Kindle, if you have Amazon Kindle. It's simply about the spiritual disciplines and living this life of faith day by day, like we're doing here on Morning Meditations. So that's just until Wednesday, July 22nd. You can just Google Nate Cook on Amazon and Creating Sacred Spaces, and it will probably pop up right away. Thanks. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.